guess what day it is, y'all? <laughs> yeah, today is Monday. And we back at it again for another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. So come on in. This week, we'll be reading love and gospel music. What's wrong with telling the damn truth? <laughs> By your author, Mr. Timothy Blaine. Y'all head on over to Amazon.com and get your books. Download it on your Kindle or just order the paperback. Come on and support our authors, y'all. Love and gospel music. But is it really about love and gospel music? <laughs> we over here reading, y'all. Make sure you comment, like, share, and subscribe to Almond Brown everywhere. Check the description box to get all the links to his book and also to Mr. Timothy Blaine's YouTube channel. We almost reading, y'all. <laughs> Are you ready? Take that time. What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Almond Brown 09, and welcome back to the Almond Delights Reading Corner. We are back once again for our final read of love and gospel music, honey. What's wrong with telling the damn truth? By yours truly, Mr. Timothy Blaine. I know it's been a long time coming, but we here, so we're going to get with it. Um, if you want to recap, you gonna have to go back to the <laughs> you gonna have to go back to the last video because it's been like three weeks since we read and yeah so go back to the eleventh read if you want to go back there and listen to that and then come back here I am perfectly okay with that um, and this video today is being dedicated to my moderator my sister my armor bearer my friend Miss B scales one two one four so yeah I love you sis and so she gonna be able to watch down and moderate from the clouds for real so <laughs> I love her and I love you guys and thank you guys for showing her so much love over this past weekend so I appreciate you guys, and we well, we stopped at halfway through chapter 16 of Love and Gospel Music, so it's going to be a good little bit because I'm going to finish this book tonight, okay? So we have the rest of chapter 16 and 17 and 18. It's not that long. It's not that long, but we so we're going to get through it, um, and just to let you guys know, I am in contact with, well, wait a minute. Child, I get y'all that at the end when we do our church announcements. But anyways, I hope you guys have had a wonderful Monday, a wonderful holiday. If you guys worked, I'm glad you got that time in the half. So, <laughs> well, that's if you work for a company that give you time in the half, honey. If you work for yourself, then you just get what you got, okay? <laughs> but let's get started on this read. 
journal entry 2327 march 11 2022 2002 lord <laughs> try to get back here honey i'm trying to get back here okay god christ spirit well lord all the cups around here are running over merging the broadcast with stratton records was an excellent idea thank you so much I know that had to be one of yours because everything went way too smoothly to be something one of us dreamed up on our own. Both of the new singles hit the airwaves at the same time last Tuesday. It's still way too early to tell if they'll do anything, of course, but at least they're getting played. Joey has made a lot of connections over the years. For the moment, the future of the company is riding on the back of Joey's name and reputation, but he never seems to tire of reminding me that this will not last. If we don't come up with something that will capture and hold the public's attention in the first year or so, our chances of being taken seriously by the radio stations will drop to close to nothing. Actually, it seems to me that our best chance at hitting a home run right off the top would be to focus in on our most valuable asset, Joey White. But Joey doesn't agree, and I'm not about to argue with him about it. Johnny was right. I haven't seen him so happy, so passionate, and so alive in years. He seems to want to pour all of his energy into developing the label and all of the new talent first, and then maybe, and I emphasize the word maybe, work on a comeback for himself and a few of his old friends a little bit further down the road. I may be wrong about this, Lord, but I'm starting to think that Joey likes what he's doing right now even more than the old career. As for myself, well... For the moment, my time is broken up about 60-40. A little over half of my day is spent working with Joey and the others over on the recording side. And then I put on my other hat and work on putting the broadcast together. Most of the equipment is still kept over at the church, but I do all of the editing and pretty much everything else in the little room adjacent to my office. This is a lot of work, especially for two people. So far, the television production division of the company consists of one overwork assistant and me. But I'm not complaining, Lord. I've got a ton of ideas running around in my head for my division of Stratton. I have to keep them all on the back burner for the moment. First things first, we need to get the record division running smoothly. There's still a ton of work around these first two projects. No one buys singles anymore, although I think that they're on their way back with the internet. So everything we do has to be attached to a full CD. Releasing the singles first was Joey's idea. And I don't doubt for a second that he knows what he's doing, Lord. But not everybody is running around like a bunch of lunatics trying to finish the project before the orders start coming in. Frankly, I would have done things differently. But what do I know about the music business? When things start to calm down a little, and when I have more than a few minutes to think, there is an idea percolating in the back of my mind that's trying to make its way to the front. We'll have to talk more later. I just heard Joey coming in and there's nothing to eat. I love you. <laughs> so how's it going over there? Asked Cindy. It's a lot of work, I answered. But we're getting there. Getting where? Joey wanted to know. Where are we going? Top 10 on the gospel charts would be an excellent first stop. Johnny said as he came into the room, greeting his wife with a quick peck on the cheek. Hey, babe. Sorry I'm late again. I did try. 
Apparently not hard enough, she said, not to be distracted from her chopping and dicing. We were all now sitting or standing in their big eating kitchen. Sandy strongly preferred that all the men be sitting. The kitchen was her stage. You forgot we've got guests for, for dinner? Ten minutes? Bang, come on, he said. Besides, these dudes aren't guests. Still cutting back, Johnny? I interrupted. You know, believe it or not, there are a lot of preachers out there working one or two days a week. Not with 7,000 members, they're not, he said. What are we having, babe? How starved. Same as always, she answered with a playful smirk. Whatever I put on the table. <laughs> so, you guys were talking about the business, said Johnny. What's going on? Fill me in. We need more money, said Joey. What do you mean, <laughs> said Johnny. You've got a blank check. Just give the numbers to Shirley. Yeah, but I want to know what's going on, man. It's these damn disc jockeys. Apparently, there are a few things I didn't know about the music, how the music business works. They want kickbacks, Johnny, I said. Not everybody. But when you add up the numbers from all over the country, it's a lot. Bloodsuckers, said Joey. Here I was thinking that they played my music because they liked it, and there was a demand. That comes later, I said. The rule applies to new talent. We've talked to a lot of people in the industry, Johnny, and apparently that's the way it's always been done. If we can get something on the charts, that's when the demand will kick in. But until that happens, if we want airtime, we're going to have to pay for it. Is this legal? Asked Johnny. Who knows, I answered. It's the way it's done. Well, find out if it's legal. The church can't be involved in any kind of scandal. How much money are we talking about anyway? If we want to hit the airways hard in these next couple of months, said Joey, and I believe that's exactly what we need to do, it's going to be something like 60, 70,000. Dollars? <laughs> wow. I thought we were already hitting the airways, exclaimed Johnny. I've been hearing the songs all week. That's just out here, I said. Trust me, California is the very least of our troubles. Okay, do what you have to do, said Johnny. But can we please change the subject? You guys almost knocked the appetite out of me with that one. No more numbers before I eat, please. Well, are you ready to talk about it? asked Joey, as we made our way up through the narrow, winding streets of the Hollywood Hills. I think we have had enough on our plate for the moment, I replied. Don't you? Nothing wrong with a little communication, is there? Come on, babe. What are you thinking? Well, it's just an idea, I said, pointing and waving my index finger at the darkened road in front of us. Haven't had a lot of time to think about it much here lately, to tell you the truth. Sorry. But I just don't, I plan to believe that, said Joey, shifting the gear shift down for the final incline before our garage door. I know you, Dwayne. You've got that look in your eye. Seriously, Joey, there's just way too much going on around here. We're just talking, he persisted as we pulled into the garage and began unloading groceries and dry cleaning. Since when can you hold anything in anyway? I'm the big secret dude around here. Oh, no. I said, staring right through him over the top of the car. What's going on now? 
Don't change the subject. Nothing's going on. We were talking about the business. Well, as I said, it's just an idea. And I'm very serious when I say that I want to keep it positioned just like that. At least for now. We are, I am, way too busy already. What an ego, said Joey, as he disarmed the alarm and released the dogs from their place in the mudroom. What makes you so sure that I even like your little idea? If you only knew how close you just came to putting this conversation and me to bed. Since when are my ideas so little around here? You've hit a few home runs. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Batter up? Well, what's the use of having a television production division of the company if we only produce one thing? No matter what Johnny seems to think, if we're never going to make it past only producing the broadcast on Sunday mornings, we may as well have stayed over at the main church. So, this is the television division we're talking about? Actually, I think it's both, I said, fully engaged now. Look, here's what I was thinking. What if after things calmed down a bit, we started thinking about a contest show, sort of like Star Search, only for aspiring gospel artists? It's been done, Dwayne. And sitcoms haven't been done, and variety shows haven't been done, and police dramas, and... Okay, I get the picture, said Joey. Go on. What's going to make us stand out? Well, you for one thing. You can host a show, Joey. You're great with the mic, and you still got enough star power to get people interested. We could frame the show around your personal quest for the next superstar in the industry. You know, make the grand prize a recording contract. Move the winners out here and really work with them. The television division gets to produce the show. The record division gets to audition and some of the best talent from all over the country. You get back in the spotlight and somebody somewhere gets a contract. It's a win-win, Joey. Well, you had me up into the part about getting me back into the spotlight. Since when am I so interested in getting back into the... Please. Well, let's just say that you'll be doing it for the company. Oh, please, Mr. White. Please, sir. Will you do it for the company? The company needs you, sir. Will you please? Please, please, please. Go on the F1, sir. No tears. Come on, babe. What do you think? I think you're brilliant, Dwayne Brown. And I, and I think that I love you. No, on second thought, that's not something that I think about. I love you. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Okay, here's the scoop, said the managing director for Stratton Records, Chris Hansen. The two men had been working together since Joey's first project with Global. We're only getting played in about 20% of the total market. My soul is full. It's way out front. What? After all that damn money? exclaimed Joey. What's going on here, Christopher? Relax, Joey, said Chris. Things could be a whole lot worse. Trust me. We got exactly what we paid for. Two months of good air time. The stations that are playing us now are doing so on their own volition. 20% is not really all that bad. Now we've got to wait and see what happens. More money? 
Is that what they want? More greasy palms? We're past that now. Put your wallet away, Joey. We've done all we can do. Now it's up to the music, man. All we can do is wait. You said my soul is out front? What's going on with the CDs? Boxed up and ready to go. Run it by me again, said Joey, finally taking a seat in the control room of the studio where the two of them had been meeting for over an hour. I can't keep up. We'll give it a couple more weeks. Hopefully we'll get up to about 30%. Then we'll release the second singles and both CDs all at the same time. After that, it's either sink or swim, baby. I'm worried about the song. They're great projects, man, said Chris. Both of them. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Joey leaned back in the high back office chair and allowed himself a few deep breaths. Okay, that's it for me, man. I'm going to try to get a few hours. It's late. How's He's going to be hot. You know that. Dwayne, he's still in his office, said Joey, a slight smile softening his features. We've been trying to one, one car in, one car out method. Good night, boss, said Chris, grabbing an armful of miscellaneous papers as he left the studio. I'm worried. Of course you're worried, I said. How could you possibly not be? Dwayne, we've got everything riding on this. Well, thankfully that's not true. But I would agree that we poured an awful lot of work, not to mention money, into these projects. Both of them. Jerry is still way out front, said Joey, using two fingers to massage his bra. Go figure. I was so sure that Ronnie's project would be the one. Me too. But what do we know? Face it, babe. We're a couple of old grandpas. The audiences we're dealing with are a whole lot younger. Young people buy music. Speak for yourself. I ain't nobody's grandpa. <laughs> you ain't nobody's 20-year-old either. What are you saying, Dwayne? Joey asked, a veil of seriousness falling briefly over his overworked yet radiant hazel green eyes. You think I'm out of touch? <clears throat> All I'm saying, babe, is that we're doing a brand new thing here. And it would behoove us both to pay close attention to what's being played. And even more to the point, what's being purchased out there. I would agree that Ronnie's project is probably better, at least to my 45-year-old ears. But the market is telling us what it wants to hear, Joey. Like they used to tell us in retail, the customer is always right. So is that what happened to me? Babe, you spend more time on the charts than anybody we know personally. You know how this thing works, Joey. You did great. A whole hell of a lot better than most. And now we get the chance to do it all over again. And again. And again. Forever young. As long as Stratton makes it off the ground and then stays current and hip, there will always be a part of us that stays stays young. Dwayne, promise me that you're not going to start putting that gook in your hair again. I am so over that, smartass. But I was thinking maybe a few gold chains, some tight leather pants, and a little eye work. <laughs> so, what do you think, baby? 
said Cindy. You think they're all to a good start? I think that whatever those who put their minds and hearts to is destined for gold, said Johnny. It's good to see them excited. They're not spending too much money? Nah, that's just me being dramatic and keeping them on their toes. Look, baby, if Joey and Dwayne wanted to spend five times what they spent already, it would still be only a drop in the bucket when you consider what, is, what they have meant to this ministry. Joy practically gave the theater to the church when we were still struggling, and he barely even knew us then. And who could ever calculate what Dwayne has done for this ministry? It's God's work. That it is, and that's why they'll be successful again and again, Cindy. How can they fail? There is an anointing rested on us, all of us. Well, she said, I just wish some of it would sprinkle on that new choir director. Baby! <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Johnny. I just can't believe that's who Dwayne picked for this replacement. We're just spoiled, Cindy. Give that man a chance. Frankly, I think that a lot of singers and musicians are deliberately holding back. Several of them wanted that job. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, it's time for them to get over it. If they can't lift the spirit, it just makes our job that much harder. You really miss them, don't you, baby? Yeah, I do. You do, too. We're all missing each other right about now. Chapter 17. The End Four years later, we officially met Eric Watkins during auditions for the third season of Superstar. The contest show was only intended to run one season, but the response was so overwhelming that all involved agreed we would shoot for a five-year run. The company had already hit a home run with the first winner, Caroline Myers of Atlanta, Georgia, who was well on her way to platinum. It was intended that Stratton would launch her career Instead, she launched her own, and Caroline Myers took home our very first gold record. The winner in the second season did not fare nearly as well, at least not on her first project, but Joey had decided from the onset that there would be no giving up on any of the winners. It was such a long and tedious process, making it all the way through the process of elimination, and then actually being dubbed superstar, that we all felt like any failure would be the sole responsibility of the label. Our contestants had worked hard and accomplished what they came to Los Angeles at their own expense to accomplish. Now it was our label that would be judged. All five of our winners would succeed. It became the unofficial mission of the company and both Joey's and my obsession. Eric Watkins had actually auditioned for season two but had been immediately disqualified when it was discovered that he had lied on his application. Contest rules stated plainly that all applicants must be 18 at the time of audition. The very idea of underage, unsupervised teenagers running loose on the streets of LA because our show had invited them here was a responsibility that no one connected with the show was willing to contemplate. Besides that, there were laws, strict laws, concerning minors in the performing arts in California. Eric was 16 and a runaway for the first time he auditioned. The show gladly sprung for his one-way ticket back to Indiana. 
If only y'all hadn't heard that voice sing. If anybody else had pulled a stunt like that, they probably wouldn't have made it through a door the second time. But one fine morning in the year 2006, as I made my way past the room where the preliminary auditions for the third season were being held, I stumbled upon a sound, a sweet and magical sound. Mind you, I was no amateur when it came to music, singing and tone. A perfect quality, pitch, and how long had I waited for this day? Hey, Dwayne, said my assistant Jonah, standing as I walked into the conference room. You heard? Eric Watkins, meet Dwayne Brown, our producer and co-owner of Stratton Records. You look familiar, I said, extending my hand. I was here last year, sir, he said, as we shared a vigorous handshake. We met in the lobby. Oh, yeah, Indiana. Two questions. One, do your parents know where you are this time? And two, do you have a valid California driver's license, a social security card, and a verifiable birth certificate? I can get everything, sir, said Eric enthusiastically. I'm legal now. Don't I remember something about you being 16 last year? Actually, I turned 17, day, 17 a few days after you guys threw me out, sir. I had another birthday two weeks ago. Don't worry, Mr. Brown. I'm okay. You didn't answer the first question. What about your parents? I'm 18, sir. Okay. Here's the deal, Eric Watkins. You bring me all those documents. You swear to me that you won't be lying to us anymore. And you stop calling me sir or Mr. Brown, and you're going to get your shot. I'm really sorry about last year, Mr. Dwayne. I was just so desperate to get on your show. I am the biggest fan ever. It was stupid, and I'm sorry. You just bring me those papers, man. How soon can you have them? You need, every, you need somebody to drive you? Hey, that's an idea. I said turning to face my assistant. Jonah, why don't you knock it off for now and take this young man down to the DMV? I wasn't about to let him get away. Babe, you're not going to believe this kid. Such range, tone, pitch. He's perfect. Absolutely perfect soprano. I'm telling you, Joey, this kid could be our Jackson 5. We'll see. What's the dude's name anyway? Watkins. Eric Watkins. Yes, the same one. <laughs> you got to be kidding me, yelled Joey. Dwayne. Do you have any idea what kind of trouble that little punk could have caused for our company? He's a kid. He did something stupid, I said matter-of-factly. Since when is that so unusual? Running away from home all the way out here? Dwayne, the cops were looking for that dude. Did you know that? The papers checked out, Joey. He's a grown man now. Damn, yeah, like he was a parolee at large or something. I'm acting like he might be trouble, Dwayne, said Joey, not lowering his tone or level of concern. You didn't talk to his father? No way are his parents down with this. He's a grown man, Joey. Have you even heard him sing? Don't bother answering that. If you had heard him, the boy chirp, we wouldn't be, if you had heard the boy chirp, we wouldn't be having this conversation. 
No, but I've heard his father rant. They're Jehovah's Witnesses, Dwayne. Serious and devout. What part of grown man don't you understand, Joey? The law says 18. I verified everything myself. The kid is in. I only wish he would have came to us a different way. Trust me, this year's contest is going to be no contest at all. Well, we sure as hell can't pull him because he's too good. Was there an audition cassette? It's on your desk. Okay, but does it doesn't matter how good or bad it is, Dwayne. We've got to step away from this for now. No bias. Remember that. I'm not a judge, Joey. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. It won't be easy, but I'll keep my distance. Damn, I just wish it would have came to us a different way, though. We set up the show to draw out the best talent, babe, said Joey, tiring of his initial protest. His curiosity beginning to stir. Don't get so bent out of shape because it's working. Who knows? Maybe one of the others will give him a run for his money. Yeah, right. I said with a childish smirk. Play the cassette, Joey. Well, I hate to say I told you so. Okay, okay. So the kid is good, said Joey with a guarded enthusiasm. Actually, he's fantastic. And it's not just the voice, Dwayne. There's something a lot more than a perfect pitch going on here. He and his sister made that video cassette in their neighbor's basement, I said with unguarded enthusiasm. Lousy acoustics and even worse accompaniment, and he was still able to bring it. I want to sign him now, Joey. Sorry, no way. We pull a stunt like that, Dwayne, and we may as well kiss the show and maybe even the label. Goodbye. The show is your idea, Dwayne. What you're suggesting would be unethical. I don't see why. It's not like we'd be fixing the show or anything. If anything, we'd be giving the other contestants a better chance at actually winning. And then pouring all of our attention and resources into somebody else, said Joey, gently resting his, his long, narrow fingers on both of my shoulders and hitting me directly with those marvelous argument diffusing green eyes of his look babe i feel your anxiety around all this really i do trust me i'm looking forward to working with this kid too but what's the big rush we'll do the show the kid will easily win and then we'll go down to business what are you what are a few lousy months besides the show will give us a chance to see how audiences respond to him and build up some anticipation for his first project. I guess the exposure won't hurt, I said, knowing he was right. Of course, I simply have to wait. His looks are not going to do him any harm either. What was that you were saying about his father? I don't know. Creepy, that's all, said Joey. You said you checked the dude out though, right? He's legal. What do you mean? Creepy how? Well, we talked on the phone for about 20 minutes last year. And for about 15 of those minutes, he was quoting scriptures. Something about the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. That would be Hollywood, I suppose. No, actually, I think I remember him giving his scope, his scope set on a much broader target. He referenced the whole state of California, Dwayne. 
I wonder what that poor kid was running away from last year. Hey, Cindy. Is he there? Good morning to you too, Dwayne, said Cynthia with a playful yet slightly irritated snap. Oh, I'm fine. It's so nice of you to ask. Did I catch you at a bad time? You mean there's a good or a bad time to say good morning? To tell you the truth, I said through a long yawn. I'm not even sure what time it is right now. Dwayne Brown, please don't tell me that you've been in that place all night again. Okay, so I won't tell you, I said, yawning again. Besides, you know I come in late. That's what happens when you work to all hours, she said in a usual sassy tone she would reserve for only the closest of family and friends. Well, I know what that you're not wearing the watch. So for your information, it is now 6.30 in the morning. Johnny is in the shower, and I can see hints of a sunrise just beyond the hills. What's up, baby? Johnny asks, coming into the room. Who's that? I wish you'd give your brother the sermon about the importance of sleep again, she said as she handed him the telephone and a little peck on the cheek. What's up, brother? We've got a problem, Johnny. At six o'clock in the morning? Hey, did you even say good morning? Actually, it's 6.30, I said. Good morning. We need a house. What do you mean? What's wrong with your house? Not us, man. The show. I'm listening, said Johnny. Well, up until now, we've been springing for hotel rooms for all of the finalists, plus ongoing accommodations for the two women we signed already, plus two separate apartments for all the guys Stratton is already working with. Then add in all the money we waste on rehearsal space. We're spending a fortune, Johnny. And for what? Everybody spread out all over L.A. The company is hemorrhaging money. And have you seen the insides of some of these places passing for residential hotels around town? You want to buy a big house in L.A.? Asked Johnny. You read the Times much anymore, Dwayne? Maybe you should check out the real estate section. Renting makes no sense. I almost yelled into the receiver, my frustration betraying what needed to be a rational discussion between two businessmen. Neither does bankruptcy, said Johnny, as he accepted a piping hot cup of Cindy's special brew and then began scratching notes on a pad kept on the kitchen counter near the phone. So what does all this have to do with my morning coffee and me anyway? You are a partner, remember? The church is a partner. I'm just an overworked preacher who doesn't do so well before he's had his morning cup. Can I call on your vote then? It seems like it makes sense to me, Dwayne. How are you planning on paying for this thing anyway? Haven't you heard? We just went platinum with Carolyn. Congratulations. Hey, honey, did you know about this? Carolyn Myers just went platinum. Congratulations, yelled Cynthia from across the room. Anyway, the label and the show are doing fine but the bank is still going to want signatures for a purchase like that. We're going to need a clear majority to be in agreement on this, Johnny. I know the board. I know that board of yours. I'll see what I can do. You got a ballpark figure on what's go what it's going to cost? Go ahead. Have your coffee. I said not wanting to go there just yet. 
Have something to eat too. I'll call you back in a couple of hours. The third season of Superstar went just as predicted. The studio audience took to Eric Watkins like non-colored whites take to blankets of snow. Not only did he have an almost magical tone and range, but his delivery? Hmm. Now, if ever there was something truly magical about Eric Watkins, it was in the way that he worked the stage and microphone. The kid was a natural. For a fleeting moment, I wondered why he had chosen the gospel music industry. But not everybody was thrilled with his nationally televised success. We were just sitting down for dinner when the first call came in. Hello, greeted a strange voice. Is this Satan? What? I exclaimed, my features tensing. Who is this? I want to talk to Satan. Is this you, beast? Look, I don't know who this is or what you want or how you got my number, but I'm hanging up on you. If you're smart, you won't call here again. What are you planning on doing about it, Satan? Asked the unidentified man. Your power is weak. God is with me. Numbers can be traced a lot faster these days, asshole. Don't take it for granted that you're going to be living in that body long enough to put a tracer on that telephone, Satan. The phone went dead. I'm calling the police, Joey cried, jumping to his feet and throwing his napkin and utensils into his uneaten plate of spaghetti. Because we got one crank phone call, I replied, manipulating long strands of pasta with a fork and spoon. Good luck. Dwayne, this is no joke, said Joey, placing both hands on his hips. How did he get this number? A coward probably get just some nut who gets his jollies by making random phone calls and trying to be scary. Ooh, I'm so scared. You don't read the papers enough, Dwayne. You never did. I don't watch teeny bopper horror movies either. Look, if the freak calls back, we'll call the cops. Until that happens, I'm not giving that dude, whoever the hell it is, a bit more space in my head. There's just too much going on, Joey. You want to stay up all night watching the telephone receiver? Go ahead. I'm going to bed. I'll be looking for the house in the morning. But I told Eric to meet us at the attorney's office at 11. You don't need me to come back, said Joey, taking his seat again and tucking his dinner napkin securely into his collar shirt. In all the years I've known him, I don't think I've ever seen a speck of food make it into one of those fancy shirts of his. I need to be in the studio straight through, if at all. I just thought it'd be nice if we were both there, Joey. This is such a big deal for Eric. Come on, babe. You remember what it was like? Their very first recording contract? Actually, I only had one. Okay, so I'll meet you guys in the lobby at 11. I have a feeling that this is going to be the one, Joey. There's something about this kid. Funny that you never showed much interest in where everybody was staying or how much it was costing us until this boy came into the picture. Hey, this is our Grammy we're talking about here. You think I want him in the Fleabag Hotel? Just watch it around the other artists, Dwayne. Everybody at Stratton is working their butts off for us. Kind of weird, I said, as I artfully finished the last strand of pasta on my plate. 
We announced the winner of the third season, and on the very same night the episode airs around the country, we get that stupid phone call at home. They maybe we should just go ahead and call the cops. You know, at least get some advice. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear. Look, babe, I'm tired. Very, very tired. If you want to stay up half the night waiting on hold for just some overworked cop to tell you to change our phone number, which we're not going to do, go ahead. I'm going to bed. Hey, Eric, said Joey from behind his cluttered workaholics desk. Come on in. Nice office, said Eric, briefly scanning the room and then taking a seat facing his new boss. Dwayne is the one with the decorated jean, said Joey, a little ill at ease about how to proceed. I wanted to speak to you about something before we get started for the day. Okay. Should I call downstairs, sir? I hate to show up late on my first day in the studio. This won't take but a minute, said Joey. I'll walk down with you. We'll be working together today. Cool. Eric, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but I need to ask you some really personal questions. I told the truth about everything this time, Mr. White. I swear. Joey, just call me Joey, brother. We're real casual around here. Actually, I want to ask you about your father, Eric. Is that okay? What's he done this time? Kind of religious. Trust me, religion is the least of my father's problems. Has he been trying to cause problems for me? Well, actually, I don't know. It's just that when I talked to him last year, he seemed a little fanatical to me. He was very adamant about you not coming here. He made that painfully clear. Has something happened, Mr. Joey? Well, we've gotten a couple of phone calls. Pretty harsh stuff. You know my father's voice, said Eric, visibly shaken by the direction of the conversation. The visibly shaken by the direction the conversation was taking and moving uncomfortably to the edge of his chair. How could anyone ever forget the voice of his? Actually, Dwayne answered the phone both times, he said. He said that the voice sounded kind of maniacal, you know, like the guy was using one mechanical. You know, like the guy was using one of those secret agent things or something. A voice scrambling? Well, that sure doesn't sound like my father, at least not up until this point. My dad wouldn't try to hide his identity. He thinks the whole damn world should hear what he has to say. Disguising the voice, said Joey, scratching his chin. That's what got me freaked out. He mentioned me by name? No. It's just that the call started on the same night the final episode of the season aired. The night it became public that you won. That and the religious stuff, whoever it is keeps calling Dwayne Satan. Satan, stated Eric flatly. Well, I can see why my father comes to mind. He talks like that? You heard him. Look, this is the way it is, boss. My father has got in his head that you and Dwayne are gay. Therefore, of course, you only lured me out to California to let me win a contract so you can make me gay. That's madness. Is that the way he thinks? Trust me, brother. If Dwayne and I ever did want to, but we are gay, Eric. 
I hope that doesn't. Of course you're gay. I'm not stupid and I'm not blind. I'm gay too. My father knows it. And now he's making you guys his scapegoat. As long as he makes it somebody else's fault, it doesn't have to be his. The calls are threatening. He's breaking the law, Eric. I wanted to talk to you before we called the cops, man. Well, don't think I'm taking up for my Looney Tunes father, but this shirt doesn't sound like his style. Let me give my mom a call tonight. If it's him, I'll be able to pick it up in her voice. Can you call her now? This is pretty important, Eric. It would help if we could at least confirm that he's still in Indiana. They're both at work. What about the phone company? You know, see where the calls are coming from? Out of the mouth of babes. Okay, that's enough for this for now. You give your parents a call tonight and let me know how that goes. Let's go to work. It sure doesn't sound like him, Joey, said Eric, lowering his head, his voice becoming a little more than a whisper. He hasn't said a word to me since I left. I get the feeling that I'm pretty much dead to him now. Joey fell silent, suddenly regretting having brought up the matter at all. I've got some great lyrics here, man, Joey said, coming from around his desk and placing his arm around the kid's shoulder. Come on. I want to kick them around with everybody. Oh, and Eric? Thanks. The calls are local, said Joey, walking into my office, his face creased with worry and... Was it fear? I checked with the phone company. Damn, are you still on that? I snapped. Let it go, Joey. I've gotten three hangups. Okay, so we'll change the number, I said, surrendering my former ignore the asshole position. Go ahead, change the damn number. So what if we got to call everybody we know because we're afraid of the damn boogeyman? You're not taking this seriously enough, Dwayne. It's been two months. What does this punk want with us? Us? You just said that he hangs up on you. Obviously, it's not us that he has a problem with. I want a trace to put on that phone, said Joey. The stress in his face was holding firm. The dude's name is Samuel. Sergeant Samuel, I said, beginning to ruffle through sacks of papers on my desk. You can probably find him in the nuisance department. It wouldn't make us any, it wouldn't make you any less of a man if you admitted you're scared too, Dwayne. Concerned. There's a difference. Did I tell you about myself? What? Joey abruptly laid both his hands over both of mine, stopping all moment in, movement in the room. What are you talking about? One word, I said calmly. Devil. And then he hung up. You're saying that this punk called you on your cell? This is serious. How could a total stranger get both numbers? Anyway, I talked to this dude, Sergeant Samuel, this morning. The callback number was blocked, of course. But he said that he would get back to me after he contacted my cell carrier. And when were you planning on telling me all of this? I'm telling you now. Look. It just happened last night, Joey. The cops are already on top of it. We've done all we can do. Now, can we please talk about something else? We're playing right into the freak's hands. He wants to scare the hell out of us, and that's just what he's... Sergeant Samuel, which office? 
Hollywood station. Just let the man do his job, Joey. You wanted the cops involved, so now they're involved. The last thing they need is Nancy Drew blowing up their phone lines. Eric says his mother is sure is not her husband. He hasn't missed a day of work, and he comes home every night. Please tell me that you haven't been interrogating the people we work with, Joey. I just asked Eric a few questions. I told you about that father of his. Knock it off, Joey, I yelled. You're just going to get everybody all spooked. When the cops get this asshole behind bars, he yelled back, then that's when I'll knock it off. Well, I don't want to spend every free moment that we that we get talking about this dude, I said, wanted to shift gears quickly. We didn't have time for this. We had a business to run. What's going on downstairs? We're good, said Joey, catching my drift and coming back into the moment as well. We're going to need a new drummer for Caroline, though. They absolutely hate each other. <laughs> How's that singer coming along? It's in the box, answered Joey with raised eyebrows. Man, that thing has been in the box for a week and a half. Don't tell me that this dude hasn't gotten to you. Would you just shut up about that punk, Joey? Look, I've got a lot of work here. Okay, okay. Sorry, babe. It's just that... Goodbye, Joey. What kind of dreams? Asked Johnny. We were sitting in the very last row of chairs in the sanctuary of the main church. The building was empty. An architect designer was en route. The plan was to, over, to go over blueprints for a major renovation. Pretty weird, I said. It seems like pretty much everybody that I've ever known was popping in and out. Grandma had a star and roll, Johnny. And that's what got me all freaked out. It's the same dream over and over. When I get up to pee, I come back to bed, close my eyes, and there she is again, saying the same thing over and over. Tell them how much you love them, baby. It's important. The same thing over and over. She's been saying that for a week, man. Well, I'm no therapist or interpreter of dreams. But are you still getting those phone calls, Dwayne? What does that have anything to do with? I snapped. Maybe nothing. But look, I'm a spiritual man, Dwayne. I can't help it. You know how I feel about coincidence. So what is our dead grandmother telling me in a dream to tell somebody that I love them have to do with some asshole who doesn't like me very much? Maybe nothing. What's he been saying? Same old crap about demons and devils. The cops are in it now. Good. Maybe we should get some real security over there. That man you've got at the entrance desk must be 70 years old. Don't ever let him hear you say that. He's barely 60. That man has a, had a hard, he's had a hard life. Hey, you think we should get him some bullets? What? <laughs> Just kidding. Don't worry. The gun is real and it's loaded. I wonder if old Bob can make it shoot, though. We're getting off the subject. We were talking about my dream. Dwayne, one of our members is a renowned Beverly Hills psychiatrist. I know for a fact that much of his work is in, his, in, is in dream analysis. I think you should see him. He's probably book solid, but I think I could set it up. You want me to see a psychiatrist? Thanks a lot, Johnny. 
You think I'm making this stuff up? Of course not. But it won't hurt to talk to a professional. This dude is getting under your skin, Dwayne. So it's not all that surprising to me that your dreams are getting weird. I just can't help but wonder who it could be and why this obsession with me. He apparently has no interest in Joey. Hangs up on him every time. No, this is something between him and me. I just can't figure it. Who have I ever crossed? Who can understand the mind of a lunatic? Johnny asks, massaging his forehead. Maybe you cut the dude off in traffic. Who knows? My guess would be somebody connected with the show. Maybe somebody got rejected and blames you. Wouldn't that be more interesting in one of the judges or, God forbid, Joey? What would be my significance? I don't choose or reject anybody. You said the cops are involved. Yeah, but who knows how much time they're actually spending on something like this, Johnny. So far, the only crime has been a few annoying phone calls. But he threatens you, Dwayne. That's a crime. In L.A., I wonder how many rapes and murders get reported last night. And scene. We're going to come right back. I'm going to take a brief intermission, honey, so I can get something to drink. <laughs> I'll be right back, you guys. Guess what day it is, y'all? <laughs> yeah, today is Monday. And we back at it again for another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. So come on in. This week, we'll be reading love and gospel music. What's wrong with telling the damn truth? <laughs> By your author, Mr. Timothy Blaine. Y'all head on over to Amazon.com and get your books. Download it on your Kindle or just order the paperback. Come on and support our authors, y'all. Love and gospel music. But is it really about love and gospel music? <laughs> we over here reading, y'all. Make sure you comment, like, share, and subscribe to Almond Brown everywhere. Check the description box to get all the links to his book and also to Mr. Timothy Blaine's YouTube channel. We almost reading, y'all. <laughs> Are you ready? It's that time. Shh. And we are back to reading love and gospel music, honey. Um, and as I've said at the beginning of this video, this live and this video is being dedicated to my sister, my friend, my moderator, my alma bearer, my angel in the sky. Uh, B scales one, two, one, four. This video is for you, honey. She's now moderated from the clouds for real. So, <laughs> journal entry 2431, May 9th. 
2006. Dear God, Lord, things are getting really strange around here. Much more bizarre than anything I've ever experienced this far in life. It's not only the actual events of late or the horrible feeling that I'm being watched, but something else is going on here, Lord. A darkness. I know that you know what's been going on and who it is behind this madness, and yet you, in your awesome wisdom, have allowed it to go on. I just don't understand why, Lord. The police are not one bit closer to an arrest. They've ruled out Eric's father, so perfect is his alibi. I just can't figure it. Lord, as far as I know, I have no enemies, at least none that I'm aware of. Joy has all Joey has been walking around on pins and needles since we got the second or third call. And every time the phone rings, he nearly jumps out of his shoes. Oh, God, what have I done? Who could hate me like this? And why would anyone want to put so much time into scaring me half to death? The cops are going through a list of every person that's ever been a contestant on Superstar with the exception of the winners. Maybe they'll find something and maybe they won't. Frankly, I hope they don't. They're all just a bunch of kids. God, I know that I've asked a lot of you over the years, and it pains me that even at this point in my life, I'm not one bit less needy. But I have to ask you once again, Lord, please step in here. It's not only the crank calls that have got me all frazzled. The dreams, my dreams, have taken on a whole different dimension lately, Lord. Never before have they been so vivid, so real. I wake up every morning feeling as if I've actually been away from my body somehow. I still can't remember everything, but there is one thing that I do remember very plainly. My grandmother is there, and she's trying very hard to communicate something to me. It's the same sentence over and over. Like she's determined to make it stick in my consciousness after I wake up. Well, it's working because I can't get that old familiar voice out of my head. Tell her how much you love them, baby. It's important. Lord, I do so wish I could remember more. Surely my grandmother, whom I love more than life itself, will have more than that to say to me. Oh, God, this is getting so weird. Please step in here, Lord. Please, I beg you. Hey, Mama. Dwayne, how are you, son? I'm good. I lied. You don't sound good, said my mother, obviously picking up something in my voice. Even though we had not been very close for most of my life, she can still read me pretty well. My mother knew when I was lying. What's going on, Dwayne? No. I'm okay, really. Just a little tired and stressed, that's all. There's been a lot of work here lately. A lot more than I'm used to. That's all. You been sleeping, Dwayne? She persisted. You don't sound like yourself. I'm fine, Mama. Look, the reason I'm calling is that it occurred to me that I haven't told you how much I love you in years. Dwayne, what's going on? Why does something have to be wrong for me to say that to you? Well, it's not Mother's Day or anything. I know that you love me, son. It just hasn't been our way to say it very often. That's my fault. 
I'm so sorry, Dwayne, she said. I failed my kids in so many ways. I didn't take it lightly when you said that you were doing the best you could, mother. That's what we all do. We're all, every last one of us, just doing the best we can. You didn't do so bad. Baby, what's wrong? Please tell me. Are you depressed, Dwayne? I know a little something about that. Talk to me. Actually, I'm just having a warm and fuzzy moment, and I wanted to use it to tell you how deeply I love you. I love you too, baby. And I'm so grateful that you're having such a blessed life. You could have been bitter towards me, Dwayne. I know that. And instead, you've always tried to understand. I love you, son. Well, I better get back to work, I said, removing several tissues from the top drawer of my desk. It's been good hearing your voice, mama. Thank you for calling me, son, she said, concern still hanging onto her voice. Please call me back if there's anything I can. I love you, Dwayne. Hey, Sarah, it's me, Dwayne. I know your voice, Dwayne, said my younger sister. What's happening? How have you been? Everything is great, I lied for the second time in 10 minutes. Just thought I'd give you a call. We don't talk nearly enough. Ain't that the truth? We never missed a broadcast or a superstar either. The girls are just crazy about that show, and especially about Joey. They think he's going to discover them someday and turn them into the next Mary Mary. Well, you never know. Can they sing? No. <laughs> she answered like a woman who had already tested the waters. At least there are no signs of it yet. And I do mean no signs of it, brother. <laughs> How's Joey? That man looks like he's getting younger and better looking every year. Oh, the wonders of TV makeup. Joey's fine, Sarah. He asks about you guys all the time. Wants to know when you're coming back for a visit. It's these schedules, brother. You know that Mark's got two barbershops now, right? Plus, I work and try to deal with two teenagers and a seven-year-old. It's a lot. I'm so happy that you guys are still together, Sarah. To tell you the truth, I wasn't so sure about Mark at first. Yeah, he kind of grows on you, though, doesn't he? He's a good dude, Sarah. You didn't do so bad either, big brother. God has been good. And then after a long pause, I blurted out in one quick breath. Sarah, you know how much I love you, right? Well, now, where did that come from? I've just been thinking, I haven't said that to you very often. When I left Ohio, you weren't even as old as your girls are now. Yeah, that is the truth. I know that you love me, brother. All of us know that. We've got to try to get together a little more often. That's all. But family is family, Dwayne. In a way, we're always connected. Not all family is like that. Well, this one is, she said with authority and naivete. Sarah was younger and had not always been made aware of what was going on behind our family's facade. Hey, why don't you guys make the trip this time? We just finished the basement. It's like an apartment down there. You can stay as long as you want, Dwayne. There's a lot of work, but we'll see. Johnny and Cindy have been talking about going back for a visit for a while now. Well, 
I think it's just a damn shame that our kids don't even know each other. I'll bring it up, I said, bring the conversation to a close. We're all getting together tomorrow. Love you, sister. I love you too, brother. Tell everybody hi for me. And don't forget about the trip, Dwayne. Hello, is this Mr. White? It was a woman's voice, a frightened and highly strained woman's voice. Joy White? This is Joy. You don't know me, Mr. White, said the woman. We've never met. Who is this? How did you get my private? We need to talk, Mr. White. Well, I hate to be rude, said Joy, preparing to disconnect. But if you won't even, but if you won't even tell me who I'm talking to, I, you've been working with my son, she blurted out. I mean, your label just signed him up. Well, now we're getting somewhere. I'm Eric Watkins' mother, Mr. White. I was just contacted by a detective from out there. This is the second time they've called my house in a week. Oh, I'm so very sorry about that, Mrs. Watkins. They've been looking into a few. Mr. White, she screamed into the receiver. You people don't know my son. You don't know him. I spoke with your husband, Mrs. Watkins said Joey, trying to remain calm, fully engaged with the now hysterical woman. I know how the two of you feel about. My husband has got nothing to do with it, she yelled. Your detectives are barking up the wrong tree. Trust me, they have no clue. Not a clue. Mrs. Watkins, maybe you should be talking to the... Eric is not our son. What? But you just said that you were his. I know what I said. He's not mine. He wasn't born to me. Mrs. Watkins, or whoever you are, I'm calling the police. It won't be the first time, now will it? You don't know what you've gotten yourself into. You have no idea what we've been going through with that boy. With that, that... Eric Watkins was born Eric Jenkins in the year 1988 to a crack addicted mother and a man destined to spend the majority of his adult life locked away in the institution for the criminally insane. The conception was a case of rape. The abortion delayed too long. The two women came to know each other while the very devoted Miss Wanda Watkins was doing outreach to the streetwalkers in the community just south of her own. After being ripped off and then discarded by one of her tricks, the very young and very addicted Barbara Jenkins found herself accepting a sandwich and a warm drink from the caring and devoted outreach worker. But you can't do it, snapped Mrs. Watkins after being informed by the much younger woman of her plans to have an abortion. It is a sin, a mortal sin. I'm a prostitute woman said the sassy streetwise Barbara Jenkins. What the hell are you talking about? You don't know the future, Barbara. Jehovah could change your circumstances in a heartbeat, pleaded Mrs. Watkins, her eyes beginning to puddle. Think about it, Barbara. Think about what you're saying. You don't want to kill somebody. Thou shall not kill. You can't do it. I won't let you. Let me, snapped the younger woman as she snatched up the two extra P&J sandwiches 
straightened her bra straps and turned to go back to work. Woman, you tripping. I'm sorry. You're right, of course, said Mrs. Watkins, gently placing her hand on Barbara's bare shoulder as she turned to walk away. The last thing she wanted to do was send this broken soul running off into the night or the unsterile workroom of one of the butchers she recently read about in the papers. It's not my place to... But Barbara had deflated at the woman's touch and asked in a voice of frightened young girl, You got any kids? No. That's it? No? The old voice was back. That's all you got to say? Yeah, you want to talk all damn night about what I do with my own put? I can't have kids. I'm not sure why. Jehovah's no, Jehovah knows we tried. Maybe it's your man. Could be something wrong with him, you know? No, it's me, Barbara. I am a barren woman. You ever tried it with another man? Barbara, of course not. I love my husband. I love him very much. I've only ever known one man in my life. This has to be so hard for us. A man needs to have sons. What's so wrong with daughters? Tell me about the father, said Mrs. Watkins. Do you think there's any chance, any chance at all that the two of you might? Might what? He raped me. What you want me to do? Marry the mother? Oh my God. Barbara, I'm so sorry. How awful. What a horrible thing. You're sure he was the one? It was him, the bastard. Look, goody, goody woman. The first thing I learned in whole school was how to put on a rubber. No matter how high I get or how much I get offered, I still remember lesson number one. I sure as hell don't have no nine months to spare. I hope you send him to prison. I hope you send him right to... Didn't have to worry about that. Look, Miss Wanda, since you just have to know all my business, did you ever read about or hear about that freak that was killing those hookers over on Meridian Street? The Circle Man? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Barbara. A deal was worked out in which Mrs. Wanda Watkins handed over 5000 of her husband's hard-earned dollars, which was to be followed by an additional $10,000 upon their successful delivery. Barbara Jenkins immediately checked herself into a 12-month drug program, and the Watkins went about raising the agreed-upon $10,000. The delivery went smoothly, which was a relief to everyone involved especially considering the birth mother's recent and very extensive history with crack cocaine. After a few standard tests, the doctors and hospital declared the baby Eric to be healthy and normal. He stayed that way a little after his 11th birthday. There were many strange and unexplained occurrences that seemed to revolve around the life of young Eric Watkins. Not every bizarre incident could be blamed on the child, but one thing was certain, he was always there, right in the middle of every strange occurrence. The first time his adoptive parents began to take notice that something wasn't quite right was after an incident at the boys' school. Eric was quite the singer and entertainer, even at 11 years old. 
A little after his birthday, he decided to try out for his sixth grade Christmas play. Young Eric did very well at the audition, but there were several kids trying out for the leading role, one of whom was a second cousin of the teacher who would direct the play. Although Eric was easily the most talented of all the children who tried out, he didn't get the part. On the same day that it was posted that the music teacher's cousin would play the role of Jesus, there was a fire at the school. Fortunately, all of the children were able to escape the blaze, but the music teacher was severely burned. I'm calling you, Mr. White, said Mrs. Watkins, because I think I may know who's been going out there. You're in grave danger. What's been going on out there? You're in grave danger, Mr. White. What? What the? Yelled Joey, sitting bolt upright in his office chair, tension locking his body into that position. What are you saying, woman? He always gets what he wants. Always. Always. He won't stop, Mr. White. I'm telling you, he. What the hell are you talking about? Eric won the contest. He's already signed his contract. Hell, a third of my staff are already working with. Contract? Contract? Is that what you think this is about? Trust me, that boy is not out there chasing any record contract. Well, maybe the first part of it, but... But what? What the... F He's in California because he wants you, Mr. White. Huh? Well, that sure as hell ain't true. Whoever it is making these calls ain't the least bit interested in me. All of his attention, and I do mean all of it, is directly is directed directly at my. Oh my God, Dwayne! I just faxed pictures of my attitude to your detective Samuel, Sergeant Samuel. I hope it's not too late, Mister White. My God, my God. Jehovah. Mm -hmm. At it? I don't understand. What are you talking? It's where he was. Is it was where he slept. The attic was Eric's bedroom. My God, I hadn't been up there in months. I was afraid of him, Mr. White. I was so so afraid of that that the attic. You found something? Pictures of you, Mr. White. Hundreds and hundreds of pictures on the walls, the ceilings, the floors, the mirror, hundreds and hundreds of, there's somebody at the door. The line went dead. Can't you drive any faster? Damn it, you're the police. Come on, come on, faster. Try to sell again, said Sergeant Samuel. It's dead yelled Joey into the man's ear. I told you, he turns the damn thing off all the time. Try it again, sir. Keep dialing the number. I'll try some of the studio's numbers, said Joey, trying with all that was in him to calm down and call the numbers. This was not the time for hysterics. I'm pretty sure everyone's gone, though. Then where in the hell are we supposed to be going? It's a house. We just got it. No phone lines yet. There, there it is. Pull over, pull over, man. As Joy opened the passenger side door of the police, the policeman's car, he heard three muffled gunshots. And then 
just like he had seen in the Discovery Channel so many times, where he had heard witnesses who had died briefly and been brought back, there was a radiant white light before him. Only Dwayne was not afraid. He ran fast without any legs, head on into the light. Chapter 18, Destiny. God, are you there? God, God, oh Lord, what's happened? I'm here, son. I'm here as well, Dwayne, said a new voice. Something has happened, said my spirit. Something huge. Yes, something has happened, said thousands of voices at once. A very important event. Oh, no, I spoke without my mouth. This is no dream. It is the truth, said the Lord. What you are thinking is the truth, my child. You are with us now. Us? It was my own voice speaking again. Yes, us, chimed a chorus of at least a million. Dwayne, I am Emmanuel. At the sound of his name, all of my being seemed to melt into tears and then mist. Except this could not be. For I had no body, no legs, no arms, and no eyes with which to cry. Jesus! Your Lord, your friend, we are fully together now, brother. You've reached your destination. You are home now, Dwayne. Jesus Christ, my God, my God, Jesus, Lord, I am he, answered the Lord. Speak to him, friends. Welcome your brother home. Hey, baby, I've been waiting. Grandma? Yes, said my beloved grandma. Welcome home, baby. We're all here, Dwayne, said Benny Nicholas. Seemed like that darn spirit was never going to get around to killing you, said my great-grandmother Rose. I'm dead now, I heard my own voice say. Eric Watkins killed me? That boy did nothing, said two or three thousand voices in unison. He has a demon, a foul and murderous demon that passed to him through his father's seed. This demon has been in the earth for thousands of years, Dwayne said the Lord, very old. But you could have stopped him, Lord. You could have saved me. That's what he did, Dwayne Brown, said all of heaven. The Lord has saved you, has saved us all. Jesus, Jesus, Lord, I'm afraid. No, you're not, said the Lord. You have passed on into glory, young brother. You will never be afraid again. What you are feeling in this moment is not what you think it is, Dwayne. Fear is a spirit, and those kind of spirits don't live here. They can't. It's impossible. What you're experiencing in this moment, my child, my friend, is a memory of fear 
and it will soon pass. Actually, you have only been away from your human body for 16 seconds in Earth time. Your former home is only now making contact with the floor. That foul demon got you right in the heart. Death was instantaneous. I only tried to help him. You tried to help the human boy, said the Lord. The demon is not human. It was him. He is the one that killed you. Oh, Lord. What about Joey? What about my... my? He is safe. The boy will be arrested shortly and then sent to prison, where he will spend three years in emotional agony and then hang himself. God will release him to join us, said a multitude of echoing voices, but the demons will live on. Lord, can't you kill it? I asked of my Savior. People have to die, Dwayne, answered the Lord. Demons and foul, angry spirits are all part of the, nat the natural order. They have no power over destiny. To say that a spirit has eternal life and then to suggest that it can somehow be killed is a contradiction. This foul and murderous demon is actually one of the weakest on earth. He only kills a few people. Think about cancer, AIDS, the spirit of war. Trust me, my friend, my servant. This one that got you is weak in comparison with the others. However, nothing happens on earth or in heaven without God's knowledge. This is your appointed time, Dwayne, and we've all been expecting you. We've all been expecting you, Dwayne Brown, chimed thousands of voices. You are home now. You are a part of us. There's just so much to learn, baby, and my said my grandmother, but you won't have to study. From now on, you're going to simply know things, some things you will know without ever being taught. For everything else, just speak your questions out into nothing, baby. You've got more helpers than can ever be calculated or imagined. Oh, Dwayne, you're going to be so happy now. You're part of us now. Terry Baxter, I spoke into nothing. I'm here, brother. Reverend Nicholas, we're all here, son, said Pastor Nicholas. Every person that you or I have ever known, all the ones that died, I mean, are here. Even the ones that I thought were evil and surely destined for hell, they're all here too, son. Just call out their names, Dwayne. Our God is so wonderful. Such mercy he has shown towards us, all of us. Only the foul spirit don't ascend, harmonize the alto, soprano, and baritone sections in the angelic melody. We are all one now, my son, said the Lord. Duane, you have read that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Your understanding of the passage is flawed. When your spirit leaves its human home, it is not only in our presence. You are a part of us now, Dwayne. The meaning is literal. Literal? You are a singer, said the Lord. I want you to hit your highest C note. 
the sound wasn't of a million voices. It was of tens of millions of voices. And I can hear them all. I can hear millions and millions of voices at the same time. I am a part of God, I asked of heaven. It is the truth, chimed the multitudes. God, my God, Lord, are you here with me? What you are being told by other parts of yourself is the truth, Dwayne Brown, said the Holy Spirit of God. I am eternal life. I do not merely have eternal life. I am eternal life. And now you are part of me. Oh, thank you, my God. I heard my own voice as if echoed from a thousand directions. My invisible body felt like liquid now, like cool, clear water. Thank you. What was written in the scriptures, it was true. It was all true. I am alive. But Lord, I feel so unworthy, so terribly, horribly unworthy. Nonsense, cracked his mighty voice like thunder. You are now perfect, just as I am perfect. Flesh has passed away. What is left is eternal. Sins are fleshly concerns, Dwayne Brown. You, do, you don't know anything about who you are or what you are. Listen, learn. So how does it work, Benny? I asked. Do I get wings or something? Man, you really were into that book, weren't you? Well, the first thing you're going to have to accept is that everything that you thought you knew about God or this place will soon fade. When we were humans, we thought as humans, Dwayne. We knew nothing. So no wings? How can you have wings when you have nobody? Where would they attach? Yet we can move around freely. A spirit doesn't move around, Dwayne. We simply are. We don't come in or go out because God is omnipresent. So then are we. However, you must always think of yourself as being perpetually on call. When the time is right, the Lord will assign you things to do. Some here, some on earth, and some in a few other places that you are not yet aware of. But you won't have to go any place. Benny, when I was still there, down there on earth, I mean, there were times, many times, when I was sure I felt your presence near me. It is the truth, said Benny Nicholas. It was me. Then how can you say that you are not able to come and go, Benny? I don't always I didn't always feel you, but I was always there, brother. Always. Dwayne, be prepared to receive a holy lesson, sang the multitudes. They sang so beautifully. Every word spoken by heaven was music. Brother, what will you need to know now? They sang. Has nothing to do with that group of stories that humans hold in such esteem. You are no longer a part of them. The time has come for you to let go of simple human ideas. You have just moved from spiritual preschool to holy university. Grandma, are you there? Of course I'm here. I cannot not be here, Dwayne. All of heaven is here with you. You just don't know many names yet. Pay attention. Heaven is speaking to you. 
God in his wisdom gave the human form dominion over the earth. So our presence is very weak there, said at least 100,000. But because many have gathered, they are inadvertently channeling your spirit. Channeling? Concentrate on earth, baby, said my grandmother. The funeral is just starting. This is your lesson, Dwayne Brown, echoed the masses. Learn. Grandma, there's Joey. There he is. I can see him. Grandma, look. The funeral was a grand affair. Dwayne had left quite an impression on the earth. Of course, all of the California family and friends were there. His mother, Sarah, Mark, their kids, and many of his relatives from Ohio and around the country had made the trip west as well. Then there was the Stratton Records family and anyone even remotely connected to the company. Joey's mother and her new husband, Bart, were there. One love body of Believers Church members filled every seat at the main church and then flowed over into the parking lot in a little bit of the street. Grandma, I exclaimed, look at all those people. It is a nice service, baby, she said. You touch many lives. Yours is nice too, Grandma. You were there, of course. Of course. That was some fancy black suit you were wearing that morning, Dwayne. Thank you. It was custom made just for you, Grandma. Notice anything familiar about Joey? Oh, my goodness. It's the same one, baby? That's it, all right. We wore the same size, Joey and me. Oh, I imagine he'll be wearing your clothes for quite some time then. A lot of people do that. Makes them feel closer to you. This is not going to be easy for me to watch, Grandma. Joey is very emotional to begin with. I think seeing Joey cry was one of the hardest things I did on earth. He'll be okay, baby. But know that you can confront him. You can comfort him even now. There's already a special place where you reside in his heart, Dwayne. You are purely spirit now. You have the ability to calm from the insides. I'm inside of Joey, I asked, realizing the lessons I was now learning address questions I had had for a lifetime. Yes, yes, you've been there for years. Things are a lot different now, of course, but you can still speak to him. Try it. What do I do? Just concentrate on him. Obviously, his mind is already on you. Remember this, it takes two to tango, especially between two different dimensions. Speak softly to him, Dwayne. Soft speaking seems to work best. The still small voice, I said, as if an invisible light bulb had just gone off inside of my head. Hey, I thought that was supposed to be the Holy Spirit. Everything on this side is holy and spirit. Speak to your friend, Dwayne. Can you speak to some of the other guests with me, Grandma? Not right now. At the moment, all of their minds are trained on you, baby. Don't worry. You could be in more places than you can imagine at the same time. Start with Joey. You'll see. Just concentrate on him as he concentrates on you. I'm here with you, babe. I all but yell. Joey? Joey, can you hear me? Softly, said a few thousand voices. Sing the words to him, Dwayne. Speak to Joy the way we speak to you. 
I don't think he hears me. I spoke into nothing. He won't stop crying. The barrier between our worlds is strong, they sang. Strong, but not uh, strong, but not that it can't be penetrated. These are valuable lessons, Dwayne Brown. You need to know what you can and cannot do. Don't be alarmed that the people are crying at a funeral, Dwayne, said Terry Baxter. And don't think that because Joy won't stop crying, it means that he doesn't feel your spirit near him. The opposite is true. It is precisely because your spirit is so heavy in the room that humans can't help but cry. Memories? Both, echoed the masses. Memories of the earthly you and the presence of your living spirit combine and overload the human heart. What is produced, chimed on the sopranos, is pure emotion. Grandma, Joy doesn't hear a word I'm saying to him. Don't be so sure, baby. Watch the expressions in his face. Hey, mama, I know you can't hear me very well, but Mrs. Brown let out a blood-curdling scream and was then laid out on the floor. I told you, Dwayne, said Grandma Jones, speak softly. Every one of them is different, Dwayne, sang multitudes of perfectly pitched angelic voices. You will have to communicate with each individual in a way that is unique to the two of you. Speaking is not going to work in the case of your mother. In a few earth days, we will show you how to make your ears tingle a little, how to make her ears tingle a little. Oh my goodness, rose my voice. My mother told me so many times about how when I was a baby, I used to nibble on her ears. She will know that it is me, but there are billions of people on the earth. You didn't know billions of people personally, Dwayne, said the Lord. You knew only a few souls on the earth. These are the ones that have the ability to focus their minds on you. Lord, are you always here with me? Always, and you with me. This is so much to take in, I said to all of heaven. A human could never come to understand, said the Lord. But you are not human anymore, Dwayne. Worry not. You will learn. I love you so much, Lord. God, I whimpered. I don't even know how to address you. Since the time that preceded time, I am he, spoke God in multiple voices. My son is the Christ. He is the way that I have revealed myself to you. Let the Holy Spirit guide you, Dwayne Brown. This is not a race. You've already won. I've dreamed about what this will be like my whole life. This is all so beautiful. So much more wonderful than I ever came close to imagining. And you've only been here a few earth days, said my great-grandmother Rose. Eternity is a long time, baby. Actually, it is the absence of time. Grandma Rose, I hardly knew you. I was only eight when you fell. Your great-grandfather pushed me down those stairs, baby. I called him with one of the neighbor ladies. We fought, and he pushed me. You and me have something in, something big in common, baby. We were the only ones in the family since slavery, slavery that were murdered. Oh, and you've got hundreds and hundreds of us old ones to meet, Dwayne. For now, just enjoy your funeral. It is a very important event. Only happens once, you know. Woof, woof. Benny, did you hear that? I asked. Hear what? 
that bark. Somebody was off key. I don't think that happens here, Dwayne. No, it was a real bark. Like, like Jimmy Dog. I asked excitedly in the invisible world, is that you, buddy? Oh, don't cry, buddy. I said, so happy to hear the very distinct sounds of my old friend. Hey, Grandma, it's my dog, Jimmy Dog. You remember him, don't you, Grandma? Of course I remember him, baby. Tore a big hole in my purse, in my best purse, because I could have left two chicken wings in there from the airplane ride. Welcome back, Rasmus, said my great-grandmother Rose. That was really quick, Rasmus, echoed hundreds of thousands of angelic voices. The Lord is pleased with you. Well done, my friend, said the Lord. Rasmus, I asked of no one in particular. Who's Rasmus? Learn, said heaven. This only happens with us very old ones, Dwayne, said my former, my former dog. Only ancient spirits are able to return. You went back to earth to be a dog, I asked. Hey, said Rasmus. I thought you loved me. Oh, I did, Jimmy Dog. I, what do I call you now? My name is Rasmus. I lived in the human form hundreds of years before you were conceived. I was your great-grandmother's cat, too. He wasn't just my cat, said Grandma Rose. He was the best companion I ever knew. I asked of our Lord, and he sent you, my precious Dwayne. Heaven and me knew all about your lonely times. Reincarnation is real then? I asked rhetorically. It is possible. You're having a two-way conversation with your dog, Dwayne, said Rasmus. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. I would have fed you better, walked you more. You were a good friend, Dwayne. You took good care of me. Well, what happened, buddy? You're here cancer but hey i was 15 years old even my tail hurt when i wagged it poor joey now he's lost both of us how is he rasmus how's joey holding up surely you know that he you can look in on him anytime you want Dwayne. it feels so weird hearing you call me that jump rasmus yes i do look in on joey's life quite a bit that's very different you know how is he? Dwayne, cancer has an unmistakable smell. Humans can't smell it. Some things are hard to hear, baby, said my grandma, even here. Jimmy D Rasmus, are you trying to tell me something? Is it about Joey? Are you saying that Joey has cancer? Do not worry, said a chorus of a few thousand. This cancer demon that has entered him is weak. Joy White will live on Earth another another eleven years, four months, and six days. Dwayne, I'm gonna need you to speak to him," said the Lord. "We just need him to go in for his annual checkup. He missed the last two. I don't think he hears me, Lord. He will hear this, and he will go. It's not getting any easier, is it?" Cynthia asked as she and her husband lay only partially dressed facing the end of their bed. The drapes were pulled tightly shut. The children were at school. The two of you were so close, Johnny. It's going to take a long time. 
It's been two years, baby. Can you believe it? Johnny murmured, rolling over onto his back. No, it hasn't gotten one bit easier. It wasn't nearly this bad when I lost my grandmother. At least Granny had lived a long, full life. How long did my brother get? It has to be the will of God, Johnny. How can we afford not to believe that this, like so many other horrible things that we can't possibly understand, is somehow ordained or allowed to happen? It wasn't so much that he died. It was the way he died. I should have been there for him, baby. I am haunted by feelings that I, that I could have been there, that I could have done something to stop that. That I was always Dwayne's protector, Cindy. Always. I mean, even when he was in the first grade and I was in the third, he could always count on me to be waiting right there at the gate when, I, when the last bell went off. There was nothing you could have done, Johnny. How could anybody have ever guessed that it was that boy that was so, so sick? Still, I feel like I failed him, Cindy. The guy was a psychopath, Johnny. He murdered Dwayne. It was nobody's fault but his. Joey is still having a hard time as well. We can hardly look at each other, Cindy. It's like it all just happened last night, every time we're in a room together. It's not right that we, we haven't been talking. I came to love that man like he was my own bro. Johnny was in tears, and she placed her hand on his shoulder. Two years. I am worried about him, Johnny. How long can a person be so sad? They taught us every conceivable variation of what to say and how to comfort the bereaved baby. And yet, when I see Joey, Dwayne Brown was well-loved in this world. What must it be like for him now? All the book learning means absolutely nothing when you get right down to it, does it, babe? I mean, we don't really know anything, do we? We know to believe, baby. Christ our Lord said that our faith would be enough to sustain us, even through something as horrible as this. And is it, Johnny? Yes, I believe it is, Cindy. It has to be. After two years, Joy was able to pick up the very first journal. It was not an invasion of privacy, for Dwayne had specifically bequeathed all of his writings to his one and only lover and companion. The very first book was dated February 2nd, 1968. It was not really a book at all. Dwayne had compiled all of his childhood writers into two very large, loose-leaf scrapbooks. He had never thrown any of them away. Not one page was missing. The very first letter was in the child's handwriting, of course. What with Dwayne only being 10 years old in 1968? How strange it was for him to peer so deeply into his partner's childlike perception of life and God. Dwayne had been an exceptionally bright child, but what stood out most from his early writings was an uncanny ability to communicate his feelings in print with honesty and depth, even at 10. It was a child's innocent faith that had sustained him then, and in truth, it was the same kind of faith that had kept him through another 40 years of living, and even up until the day he was killed. Dwayne had never stopped believing. He never stopped praying, and he never stopped writing to his God. His grandmother had hit the nail on the head when she explained to her 10-year-old grandson about the relationship. Much had changed over the course of the short time that he had walked around on this planet, but his faith had never wavered. 
even religion had not been able to separate him from his most treasured relationship, try as they might. After two long sleepless nights, Joy came to a place where the two of them had met. The Circus Disco, 1979. He had no way of knowing that this 21-year-old boy would change his life forever. Without a doubt, God was the primary love in Dwayne Brown's life. And that love was separate and holy. And his writings also made it clear that Dwayne deeply and passionately loved him some Joey White. The first time they touched, that stupid strawberry birthday cake falling to the ground. Joey held, his, held an armful of Dwayne's journals close to his chest and drifted off to sleep. It was the deepest and most peaceful sleep he'd had in years. Good night, Joey, said Dwayne from another end of the world. Good night, babe, Joey whispered as he slept. The end. Woo! So that was love and gospel music. What's wrong with telling the damn truth? By yours truly, Mr. Timothy Blaine. So. <laughs> Woo! I'm going to drop the link for anybody that wants to come up while I gather myself. So, um, I'm sure y'all know. I mean, uh, if you don't know why that part of, I don't know, it's just something about when he talked to God, when Dwayne talks to God, what it does to me, because I am a true believer. So, even though this is a book, is it is also um Uncle Tim's Timothy Blaine's is his testimony as well. But the part of him meeting God and being there, I see Uncle Tim, the part of him meeting God and then talking to God, it just it did something to my spirit because you know I just lost my sister, my friend, you know, and so I feel like that part of the conversation with God telling him, you here with me now, you know, it's okay. Like that really, it really got to me. So um, let me, I'm going to bring you on the stream. I can tell, let me get the headphones. Hello. Hi. How are you? It looks like you enjoyed the book. I did. <laughs> So did you find the, in the ending satisfying for I mean it's a long book. It's yeah, it was a long book, but it was it was it was satisfying, but it's also uh what's the word? Um kind of euphoric. It's because this I don't know if you've been watching or whatnot. This past week I lost one of my uh one of my moderators. Mm -hmm. And so when Dwayne met the Lord, and I see you, Miss Melissa, when Dwayne met the Lord and the conversation that he had with God at that point brought me to the point of tears because it's like I felt like that's what I I I just in my mind that's what happened when she transitioned you know what I'm saying so it's like that part and who would have known and I did not know that was in there because you know I only I only uh read the book when I'm here with you guys and I right. would have never known that she would have lost her life you know what I'm saying so right. I had to gather. I kept reading. I I didn't want to stop, but right. you know, I so I just I had to keep going. I'm a um, Miss Melissa. I'm gonna put you up here, but we gonna. How you doing, honey? Hi, I'm good. Hi. 
Hi. <laughs> yeah, I saw you were very emotional with that. I thought you were thinking about your mom, but it applies to anybody who, who we've lost. Yeah. I remember I had a, my best friend from program. I was he he died. He he relapsed on crystal meth, and he some poison needle, and he died. Right, and as I was getting on the bus to go to church, a song came on by uh, Kurtz Franklin. I was stepping on the bus. He had just died, and the song came on. Don't cry, he has risen. You know that Kurt Sprinkling song? He's not dead, he has risen. And I said, oh my God, I, I, I broke down right there on the bus. I said, yeah, I, I mean. In that, in that moment, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because that it's is a, the faith. Say it again. That is the faith. Yeah. Right? And I mean, and I feel like because my faith is so strong, it's just like I can see and picture different people in in the parts of the book where, uh, you know, where you were struggling, even down to, you know, his brother being on drugs and then finding God or whatever. It's just many people in my life that I know have they they weren't able to get to that point of finding God before the drugs took them out. You know, right. so even with the last time when he spoke to God, when he first realized, wait a minute, you know, I'm really he wasn't dead, but he was speaking with God. And so, you know, I can place different people in those part of that part of the book but that part specifically because it just happened so recently mm -hmm. that was that was for b scales you know what i'm saying so right. that was for my moderator with me uh you know feeling what i felt in that moment so right i'm sorry you lost her thank you miss melissa how did you like the book you've been here every every read yes she has <laughs> been here. i thought the book was was excellent for you know there were times when i was like you know I, i'm very empathetic so i felt like i was on a little bit of a roller coaster feelings wise mm. <laughs> and then mm. you know i didn't expect the ending i will say that you know but i when you started reading tonight i just started getting this eerie feeling like oh this is not gonna end good <laughs> right right I and i just first. started you know feeling feeling like that feeling you get when you know something bad is going to happen. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is, and, and the reason I got on here is because I just think it is so beautiful how God will send you comfort when you need comfort. Because last week, you had your demo appointment and everything, right? So you didn't know what the, what was going on. And we really should have finished it last week. right? But the Lord knew you needed to hear this this week. And I feel like that's the reason why it happened this way. And I'm trying not to get too emotional because I don't do good with with death and all that stuff. But Tim, I will say this. The the way you explained it made it seem so um freeing, you know. It, it took away the the sting of death to see how welcome Dwayne was and how they kept letting him know that, you know, you're here, you're not here by yourself, you've mm -hmm. won. So that does help for people like me that have a hard time dealing with death because you just think about the person being gone, but you don't necessarily think about it like the person is in, even though they always say a better place. Right. That's not where your mind goes. Right. You right. know, but I just thought you you worded it so beautifully that you made it um, a positive experience. Mm -hmm. right. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm going to get 
down because I'll be up here crying. <laughs> Thank you so much, Miss Melissa, for always being here Thank and being in the right? chats during the readings. I see, uh, sometimes I do see you guys, your comments, although I can't respond to it, but it's just. You thought um, it was that guy, that guy he had the affair with. Because you yeah, got to uh, other characters right. are there. <laughs> I'm one of them people when I watch the movie, as soon as it started, I'm trying to figure out who did it. What happened? <laughs> I'm not a patient person to wait. So, you know, right. I'm like, wait a minute, who is it going to be? <laughs> right. But, right. Um, I didn't see that coming. So, kudos. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to run out the emotions. If you didn't, um, if you guys haven't listened to my read of The Epiphany, you can read that one after this one. And so it'll kind of, it'll, Joey's life after Dwayne was killed, it continues okay. on. Yeah, it continues right. on in that book. So if you haven't read that, for those of you that may be listening, if you haven't listened to The Epiphany or haven't read it yet, there is a playlist and you can go listen. And then it's a continuation of Joey's life after Dwayne um, was okay. murdered. I will check that out because this was my first uh, Tim Blaine book. So. I'll okay. definitely check that one out. Good. I'm going to get down and let y'all talk. Thanks for letting me come up. You're welcome. Oh, Thank you, Miss Melissa. Thanks All right. for hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. So and just, just what she said, I, I I felt the same way once I started getting to the part of <laughs> it, well, the part of when Dwayne actually passed and how she said, you know, the stigma of and, and the hurt that we feel when someone dies, the fact that you showed him being up in heaven and how angelic it is and how, right. not, you know, we know about that, but sometimes just reading about it even more because we read about it and, you know, we do read about it in the Bible, the Bible, you know, the streets paved with gold, you know, you got the, right. the crowns with the rubies on it, you know, you're going to be dancing and singing, right. but when it's put into perspective like this in a book and then for me having what happened with my friend, it's just like, Okay, God, you know. <laughs> okay, oh, you know, I, I, and like she said, I feel like truly, I do feel like it was a sign because we really were supposed to be done last week, but I couldn't talk. And right mm -hmm. now, even now, you know, and I'm not complaining, but even now, my mouth is starting to swell back up. So <laughs> even with the talking, it, it's starting to swell. I can feel it. So my mouth right. is getting kind of tight or whatever, but that's neither here nor there. But right. I couldn't talk last week. So that's why we're here this week. But then getting the news about her passing and then reading this with Dwayne passing, it's like, okay. Right. I feel like that's her talking to me. Like she okay. She's all right. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. She's okay. But yeah, you now you you know what I'm saying you did that Uncle Tim with the book. Right. right. I like when God explained to him that your understanding of absent from the body, present with the Lord was flawed. Mm -hmm. You believe that then you're going to go and be with God. No, you're going to be part of God and all yes. of it. When he's saying he's saying there, you could hear a million different voices. Mm -hmm. You actually hear a million voices. We struggle to hear 15 voices, you know. Right. He hears millions of them. So it's all God, you know. Mm -hmm. And then it's it's all you can hear it, but it's all you can hear, it, it's all clear. It's not a bunch right. of jibber jabber or whatever, it's all clear, you know. Right. So that was, I mean, yeah. If y'all just not coming in late, I need y'all to rewind this video and to be able to see the full essence of the rest of this book. And then, like I said, if you guys have not um, heard or read The Epiphany, please, uh, you can also buy his book on Amazon. 
uh, all of his books. He has five books. Well, he got six books now. Yeah, we got to figure yeah. out what we're going to that. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you can. You, I'm gonna let you. Uh, you can promote your your your, your book that just came out. No, well, it came out for last Saturday. I know what happened, but we're not gonna listen. We we we're not gonna talk about so, what happened and why. Right. So it's back. I mean, it, it'll be back on Saturday. On Saturday, my contract is with this new editor, so it'll be back this weekend. You know, but it's called Murder in the Beef Sector. And murder in the beef sector it examines it examines the reality of what we go through here in the beef sector now this is a book work of fiction just like there are truths in love and gospel music there are truths that will bring tears out of us just because of our human experience the facts are are, are real the things that go on here are real now the outcome <laughs> let's hope that it doesn't turn into that but uh yeah i'm very proud of this book so We'll see. The, the you know the haters are there. They're they're to dissuade you. Don't be dissuaded. Check out murder in the beef sector. This time they picked the wrong one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People are always saying that on here. You know, oh you gonna get into oh you can you can get hurt. Oh you then they keep then they do it again. Then they do something worse. They do something worse. They do something worse. Well, in the in the fiction, uh, they really do pick the wrong one, and it turns out pretty disastrous for. Her. For the beef sector but uh, the uh the issues the issues are real yeah. the issues of calling people the issues of calling cps trying to get people's uh children removed because you had a, a beef with them on youtube you know calling the police on them swatting is in there the various issues are very very real but uh the characters my character is is there there's a writer there how the book starts with the writer He's pretty pussy. I have to worry about myself, uh, you know, uh, suing myself, right? I ain't gonna cuss myself out, so I can put myself in a book if I choose to. But I didn't trust nobody else, so we just made it all up. Just fiction. <laughs> but I love writing fiction, though. I love writing. Yeah. Fiction. So I'm. I have not. I have not read the book. I want the hard copy. I know you have it on Kindle, but I want. You know, I like to touch books, but we won't yeah. be reading it just yet. So we're gonna allow the book to generate a, as much sales um you know as it can so it's going to be a minute before we do read murder in the beef sector so y'all please right. go and check it out as well as look at the other his other you can, review it. you can always review a book you know yeah i will about say when are we going to get we gotta the hard copy? we gotta figure it out we gotta figure it out oh the heart they both gonna be released at the same time so oh, okay good both down and they'll both be back up and the, I mean, the corrections are not uh the corrections are no big deal. I mean, it's a bunch of commas, and yeah, it, it didn't change the it didn't change nothing in the book. So, right, right. did you already order it? I no, because I told you I wanted a hard copy. Yeah, yeah, and it was only up for for a few hours. So. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I was in the back in the back scenes of seeing all of that mess go on, but that right. just you know that's not going to deter me, and it shouldn't deter nobody else. If you like to read and you love to read and you guys have heard me read two of his books so far, go ahead and purchase Murder in the Beast Sector as well as his other uh, book, uh, other books in this same series or whatnot. So right. you still you have the Epiphany, uh, Love and Gospel Music, The Muse, The Label. What's the other one? I'm the Muse. One. Okay, so there's Love and Gospel Music, mm -hmm. then the Epiphany, then uh, The Muse, Muse and then label the label. The label is the last one. 
Okay, and then you have Meth Monster, which is his memoir. So yeah. and that that is on Audible. Um, Meth Monster is on Audible, so you guys can hear that on Audible. You know, right. and I will be working. I'm still looking into the whole ACX thing to do uh, the Audible version of your book. So right. don't right. get nobody right. else get the information because if you if you want to read it, you want to read the Murder in the Beef Sector. You're part of the Beef Sector. It, it might be a, a good first project for you. So yeah, so I, I want to. Forward. Yeah, I she think it's did. just a matter of you signing up and me signing up. You know. Yeah, he said it'll be back out. The Kindle version and the hard copy will release on Saturday, right? Uh, I'll get the uh, the edited version back on Saturday. I don't know if I can do it all in one day because it'll be the weekend, but around there, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. So like is that. it? Is, so is, it back huh? is the Kindle is the Kindle version? Is it back up already or no? No, no, they'll both be back up at the same time. Okay, so it's not the Kindle version is not back up yet of Murder in the Beast Sector, but no. when it does come back up, I will let you guys know. I'll probably put something on my community wall or share one of his videos when he lets everybody know um, that the Kindle version is back up. So, right. anything else you would like to say to the people? No, thank you for reading. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know why, but that last chapter still it, I, I tear up myself. <laughs> And still get emotional behind this story. Because I mean, you is, should. That is the faith. So yeah, you should. Uh, anybody, I feel like anybody who's uh spiritual, anybody who's lost someone and and wants to see what it's like, you know, uh, I guess from somebody else's eyes, and it it may be the way it could be the way it is. When right, uh, right. you know, when we read glory, read the book, but right. read it with an open mind. And an open heart, which is what you know. This that's what I read with going into it. I don't know what's going on. I'm just reading for the first time, and bam! <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So I appreciate you for allowing me to read your book, and uh, yeah. So if I need, if need be, if I can't get uh, clearance from this other author, he told me that it was okay for me to read his book, but I need for him to write me back again. You know, right. I need that double. I need double permission. Because <laughs> it's copyrighted. Can you say who the author is? Huh? Can you say who the author is? Um, is this somebody from the B sector? No. You don't have to. I mean, I'll, I'll wait. No, he's not from the B sector. He is a you. He is a YouTuber and he's a verified Instagrammer person. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So once okay. he writes me back, because somebody else reached out to him for me, and um, he told her that it was okay for her to uh. For me to read his book, but I just wanted to make sure. I wanted him to tell me him. Get it in writing. Get it no, in he wrote it. He but he somebody else because you know I asked everybody if you know somebody who's an author and they want me to read their book, reach out to them for me. So she reached out to him and she explained what I do here, and he said that it was okay for me to read his book, but I want him to tell me that. Right, right. He told her that, but I need him to tell me because it's copywritten, you know. So I need to get permission, right. and I need it in writing that I'm able to read the book. So before right. I say what book it is, I want to make sure with him. So hopefully he answers back by um by next week, so that way I can go ahead and purchase the books and and let you guys know ahead of time. So right, but you're yeah. so much better than the fine monster. She, uh, you know, she went and got it, got it and told all her girlfriends, you ain't got a bad. If you want it, I'll just send you a copy. I just, and then they pretended to read it. They read a book in 45 minutes. It, even the cover says it takes eight and a half hours to read this book. How mm -hmm. the hell did you read it in 45 minutes? You know, just evil. 
Well, not, yeah. That's evil. Read the book, Murder in the Beef Sector. Yeah, I'm sure you'll find it enjoyable. <laughs> All right, Alvin Brown. Have All a good right. night. Thank you. I can tell. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Miss Melissa, for your super chat. I appreciate you for doing that. I appreciate you. So for um, now, we're going to do our uh, church announcements. So while I'm doing my church announcements, if you can please drop your chocolate and your sun emojis in the chat. And we know uh, the chocolate and the sun emojis represents the love and the light that we possess and that we share over here and uh, to one another. And when we see each other out in the streets, you know, you put your chocolate in your sun emoji. Um, this was an awesome book. It really was. And it was very fitting that I dedicated this live to B Scales. And she came and talked to me through the book. Mm -hmm. She did. So I love you, girl. She's going to be whispering, honey. That's going to be that still small voice in my ear. Like she's going to be telling me, like we said to each other, girl, God got us. So I truly believe that she will be doing that. Um, so if you are an author or you know an author that would like their book read down here at the corner, at the Almond Delights Reading Corner, please have them email me or DM me on Instagram, um, instagram.com forward slash almondbrown09. You guys can also go there and um, you guys can also go there and uh, follow me on Instagram or email me at almondbrown09 at gmail.com. If you would like to hear this version at podcast style, like if you want to listen to it while you're driving in your car, while you're working, and you know you can't look at the phone, uh, you know you have your earphones in, you can go over to my podcast, anchor.fm forward slash almondbrown09. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, after this video, if you guys can please, please, please close out the chat or refresh or whatever have you. And um, I did, um, hold on real quick. Um, also, if you would like to send a gift or books, if you're author, if you want to send your book to my P.O. box or a gift or anything else, then you guys can send it to Almond Brown 09 uh, P.O. Box 1058 Stark, Florida 32091. You can send any and every uh, your gifts there. Um, it's on the screen. It's, it'll also be dropped in the chat. Uh, shout out to the Almond Delights that just showed me so much love, honey. I spoke about um, my air fryer going out and I had an Almond Delight bless me with the funds to purchase another air fryer. And I did just that. So if you guys would like to, if you see uh, the picture that's on my community wall of that piece of salmon honey i cooked it in the air fryer that was gifted to me from you guys 
So also I want to show you guys, and my sister is the one. Yes, rest in power. She asked that I share my keychain. So she watched the video of the night that I told you guys about B scales. And she's very crafty. And she made this, this side, this is a keychain. So this will be one of my keychains. So she made this. I asked her to make a keychain for the Almond Delights. So this is the one she made. And you guys see the chocolate bar and the sun emoji. And um, these will be for sale. I do have a few of them. Um, Shadia asked me for one. So here is yours, Shadia. So you hit me up and let me know where I will be sending this to. And y'all got to excuse me because I had a little powder on my face and I was doing a little bit of crying things. But the other two are for sale if you guys would like. Um, now, these are not like the ones that I'm about to show you, the other side of this one. So these have the Almond Delights on both sides, right? So if you guys would want one of these... Um, She's the one that makes them for me, right? So, like I said, after I told her about what well, told you guys about B scales, she made this for me. So, that is my sister, and she captured it just beautifully as the banner across the screen. She's my armor bearer, so she made this keychain for me. So, the other side says. Almond Delights, and this side is B-Scales, so. She goes on my keychain, so she will be with me everywhere. Y'all don't understand, like, this, this, this was my baby. This is my baby. My sister's my baby, but, so she ain't jealous. She know how much I, she know how much I felt about, uh, about her, so. Yes. But it's uh so if you guys would like a almond delight um keychain, just hit me up and let me know. Shadia, like I said, this is this yours. You want it? Which one did you want, Shadia? Cause she got she made you the one because you asked me already. She made you the one um with the almond delights on both sides. So you let me know if you wanted the other one too with um with sis on the other side. So she makes a lot of things. She does the mask. I don't know if you guys seen the when I was doing the who's on the line. Um, I don't have my mug. So she makes she makes my mugs for me, um, for my business as well, not just for my YouTube, but for my um my company. She makes my mugs, she made my curtain. Um, she done made pillowcases for me for my who's on the line. She made a mug, she made a coaster for it. She made a mask. She does t-shirts. Um, so she's the one, she the one got me into doing t-shirts as well. <laughs> but I don't do them like she does. That's her business. That's her business. I just do a little something, something, but she do something, something. Because sister be she be sewing and everything. So if y'all want it, you know, oh girl, don't start me again. I want one, but you're gonna have to hold on to it. I gotta get ready. Okay. Well, let me know so you know you can we can get your funds you know get the funds to her uh for the things that she does so i'm not gonna hold y'all here too much longer but um i'm gonna let you guys go and i love y'all and thank you guys once again for all of the love and support that you guys showed um 
during the time of my grieving. And I appreciate you and the ones that did check up on me and the ones that still check up on me. And um, y'all, and say a prayer also for the ones that we don't see. Um, say a prayer for Angela as well, you guys. Send her love. Send phenomenal love. Um, send Trina be some love. I haven't seen her tonight, but she was in the hurricane in, um, in Louisiana. Uh, send Ken so handsome. He was in the hurricane in Louisiana as well. I think Lady Nika, she got her, her dad out safely. And everybody else that was affected by the hurricane, send them love, prayers, positive energy chocolate and sun emojis, love and light. So send that to them. Anybody else that may be going through and everybody else who's live that B, uh, B scales touched, I send prayers, love and light to you all as well. So smile at somebody. Like I said, it'll change their day. It may even change your day, honey. Even with a mask on, we can still see it in your eyes. So with that being said, I love you guys as I always do. And as I always tell you guys, smile at somebody. It'll change their day. It may even change your day, honey. Even with a mask on, they can still see it in your eyes. I love you guys with the love of God. And there is what? Nothing. You can do about it. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs>
the ordinary just won't do it, or is that before your time? <laughs> Hold on, let me listen to it real quick. I can't do Jacqueline right right now. Mm -mm. I don't know. I don't know that song right now, so I can't do Jacqueline right now. I won't even mess Jacqueline up like that. What she said, the ordinary. Let me see if I know that one. The ordinary. Now who sang it? Cause I. Uh, let me see if I you know, y'all got to come with the names of these people. My mouth is swelling, but for the Lord, I'm still saying. Oh, Kileante? Kileante? Gavin? No, you talking about before my time, so that ain't it. Ordinary just won't do. <clears throat> oh, she said something about the name of Jesus. What? I'm the same because of who you are. Y'all, is that okay with y'all? When I want it close to you, I live. Let me see. Let me make sure. Because, see, look, I be knowing the lyrics and stuff, but when I start singing, <clears throat> when I start singing, then it's just like the lyrics be going out of my head. Oh, Lord. All right, I'm going to try. Okay? So, if my voice cracked, y'all better just love me anyway. Okay? <laughs> I gotta learn Jehovah Jireh by Jacayla Carr. I gotta add that to my uh I gotta add that to my playlist. So <clears throat> praise is what I do when I wanna be close to you. I lift my hands in praise. Praise is who I am. I will praise him while I can. I bless him at all time. And I vow to praise you through the good and the bad. I'll praise you whether happy or sad I'll praise you in all that I go through because praise is what I do cause I Praise is what I do, even when I'm going through, I've learned to worship you. Know my circumstance doesn't even stand a chance, my praise always the best and I vow to praise you 
pleasing to you was that good <laughs> i hope you like that song i hope i did good i know i ain't do all of the other ad libs because i don't have nobody to back me up but praise what i do that was another good one honey that was a, that was a good one but i do want to because i said because of who you are because it's in my head right now so i want to sing let me look because i know i'm gonna forget the lyrics <laughs> I'm not really going to forget the lyrics, but I'll forget the lyrics, so i just put them up there just in case. <clears throat> because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. You are Jehovah Jireh. My provider, Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory, Jehovah Shalom, my Prince of Peace, and I worship you because of who you are. 
Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. You are Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah Nisi. Lord, you reign in victory, Jehovah Shalom, my Prince of Peace, and I worship you because of who you are, and I worship you because of who you are. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo. Jesus. My Prince of Peace. Yes, Lord. We need Jehovah Shalom, honey, right now. Our Prince of Peace, honey. Jehovah Jireh. My provider, Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory, Jehovah Shalom, my Prince of Peace, and I worship you. I'm trying to keep it together. <laughs> and I want to say, because my sister asked for this song, honey, I'm going to say as much of it as I know. Now, I got the lyrics, but you know with the old song, them old songs when you only sang in one verse <laughs> and you don't hear the other verses, you don't be knowing how they go. So I think that's, uh, she asked for there's a leak in this old building. So I'm going to try to sing it as the way I remember it. There's a leak in this old building, and my soul, my soul has got to move. My soul has got to move. Oh, my soul has got to move. There's a leak in this old building, y'all, and my soul has got to move. A building I made by man's hand. There's a leak. Wait. This old building keeps on leaning. <laughs> My soul has got to move. My soul has got to move. My soul has got to move. This old building. Keeps on leaning, and my soul has got to move. I've got a, a building I made by man's hand. 
that's all I remember from that. Now, it's a lot more words to this song, but I can't, I don't know how to do it. So I ain't going to try. <laughs> I ain't going to mess up LaShawn Pace song. But, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to do one more song and I'm going to let y'all go. Okay, because we already at two hours and 28 minutes. But, uh, <clears throat> hold on, let me see. Because this ain't, uh, they ain't doing it right. I got to see if they pull up all the lyrics. Now, I'm going to say as much as I can. I'm only going to sing two verses of this and I'm going to let y'all go. And I'm going to sing it my way. Okay. <laughs> you know, I sang in the key of A, honey, under the anointing. I may not be uh, in every key that I need to be in, but that is okay because the Lord say, let everything that have breath praise you, the Lord. And that's that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch
Praise the Lord. I'm going to let y'all go. I'll talk to y'all later. Like I said, I love you guys with the love of God. And there is what? Nothing you can do about it. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.